Welcome in to the Get Out of Porn podcast. I'm your host, Joe Wilkie. And today we want to look at some behavioral changes we can make to help ourselves get out of porn. Now, I'm not one that pushes behavioral change too much in my practice. I honestly don't spend very much time at all on the behavioral changes because I think most of us who are trying to get ourselves out of porn have already tried a lot of these things. We've already done the behavioral things. Um, And much like I started with with the um, understanding triggers with our first episode, a lot of this stuff is already known. Um, it's, It's something we've already tried. But I think it's important nonetheless to just talk about some of the basics, to take it back to basics. In this, as this podcast goes along, I got a lot of topics. A lot of them will get more into the nitty-gritty, into the more detailed, um, I guess, the the more difficult parts of this addiction. These are the fairly basic ones. These are, these are the very beginning of what we want to do. And it's things like, as I had said in the last episode, things like bouncing our eyes, things like avoiding certain places, things like that. So hopefully it's helpful for both those who are just now starting out trying to get out of porn. For those who've been trying to get out of porn for a long time, might be a good reminder and you might learn a few new things here or there. But um, I want to start with just that idea of getting educated. I guess the first step is to get educated. Be educated, get educated on how it affects your spouse, how it affects women, how porn affects women, where where porn comes from, how it is um, in terms of the sex trafficking and, and things like that that it's a horrible, horrible industry that is driven by sex trafficking mainly. Um, Fight the New Drug does great work on this on, in terms of getting educated. Get educated on how it affects your your brain, how it affects your emotions, how it affects you as a, as a man. If you are a woman who's addicted to porn, understand how it affects you as well and the emotional struggles and the emotional strains that it puts on you. Get educated. Become an expert on this in whatever ways you can. Another great book is called Your Brain on Porn. Um, there is some cussing in the book. There, it is, it is a secular source, but the guy does a lot of work to show that this is an addiction. This is something that um, is not just a bad habit, but there are a lot of addictive markers to it, and it's important to know that. And so I would say Fight the New Drug and, and um, Your Brain on Porn are two really good resources to get educated on this certain topic. But once we're educated, what do we do to kind of keep ourselves away from it? What are some behavioral things we can do? First, as I've said, it, bounce your eyes. This is something that Arterburn and Stoker get into in their book, um, Every Man's Battle, Every Young Man's Battle, this idea of bouncing your eyes. And what that is, is when you see something, a, a sexually suggestive image or a person who's wearing sexually suggestive clothing walking down the street, you bounce your eyes. Pretty simple. As you look toward them, you immediately look away. You immediately bounce your eyes to something else. You see a billboard, you bounce your eyes back to the road. You see a woman walking by, you bounce your eyes to somebody else, to to your wife, to um, you know whoever it may be. And so you you get used to bouncing your eyes where you are not staying there and allowing that image to kind of inundate you and to get more in your mind. And, and the idea, I think, behind it is, look, if you stare at an image for 10 minutes, guess what is going to be imprinted in your mind? If you stare at an image for 10 seconds, it's fairly imprinted in your mind. If you stare at an image for 0.1 second, you know, tenths of a second, um, it's not as imprinted. It's not something you can go back and dwell on later. You say, oh, alert, that's not good. We look away, we bounce our eyes that's the first step I would say in some behavioral changes is don't put that in your mind. My dad used to have a saying like, if you know where that road goes, don't go down it. And I know where that road goes if I stay there. He had another saying about don't put things in your mind that you don't want there because they won't ever come out, right? It's a fairly basic idea, basic saying, but but the idea behind it is just 
you cannot scrub your mind completely free of these things. And so bounce your eyes to the best of your ability and avoid a lot of sexually temp- uh, tempting material, whatever, wherever that may be, an ad on, on YouTube or whatever it may be. Bounce your eyes and get out of there as fast as possible. The second one, I guess the third, if get educated is the first, bounce your eyes is the second. The third would be avoiding certain places. This should go without saying, of course. Um, don't go to Hooters, right? Things like that. We get it. That is really difficult when you have a work group that wants to go there. Well, what do you do then? Do you admit to everybody that you're a, a raging porn addict and that can't go to Hooters without um, majorly being in temptation while everybody else is pretending to enjoy it? Maybe you don't have to say that, but just, hey, I'm not comfortable going there. I'm, I'm, I protect myself or I'm just, let's be honest, Hooters food is horrible. Um, we used to get it catered at, at hockey tournaments. Why they would choose that, I don't know. Um, so I've had the food before. If if the food at the restaurant is anything like the catered, it's you're not missing much. Things like that, though, that's very basic. We get that. We understand. Avoid hooters. Avoid strip clubs. Avoid places like that um, that are obviously there for sexual temptation. But this may go to avoiding the beach. I don't go to beaches that are very full with people because I don't want to see. I don't want to put myself in a place where I'm sexually tempted, where I see a lot of girls in their in their swimsuits that are intended basically to make men lust. Women can say whatever they want about, oh, it's a swimsuit, guys shouldn't lust. They're in their underwear. We all know they're in their underwear. Uh, They do and we do as well because it covers basically the same as their underwear. And we wouldn't want to go into a lingerie place either. These are things we want to avoid. And so maybe avoiding the beach or going to a secluded part of the beach, trying to find something where there's hardly anybody around, and then being very mindful as you're there about making sure you're ready to bounce those eyes, making sure you're not going to dwell on that person. And I'm not saying you need to dwell 24-7 on, hey, don't look, don't look, don't look, don't look, because inevitably that makes us look. It's the idea of pink elephants, you know. Don't don't think about pink elephants. What do you think about? So we don't want to focus so much on not looking, but we also don't want to put ourselves in a place where it's very easy to look. Like, that again, it's a no-brainer. You wouldn't go to a strip club and then be shocked if you found yourself lusting. Well, a beach kind of works the same, and a gym may work that way. I have... Uh, gym access to the YMCA because I think the YMCA is the best gym? No, because 90-year-olds go to the YMCA. Occasionally, uh, you know, women will come in and I make sure that I turn, I bounce my eyes, I turn away from them, and I I get on a stationary bike facing the wall, whatever it may be. You got to be intentional about this, but, you know, go into that gym where you know all the the gym bros and their girls are going to be in there in maybe some very revealing clothing, Avoid it. Go at off hours. Go at 3 a.m. or whatever it may be where nobody's there. The question then is how serious do you take this? What are you willing to do to keep yourself away from sexual temptation that might take you down there? Well, I can get sexual temptation anytime, and so really I should just learn to to not. We talked about this in the triggers episode. Like, shouldn't you be able to just work through it? Look, as you're coming out of porn addiction, you want to get away from those things as much as possible. So avoid certain places. Set up accountability software. I've covered this before, but you know, Covenant Eyes is the best for screen blocking, um, for, for screen accountability, because it takes screenshots on the computer, and then on the phone, it's got the VPN. Um, it's, it's the best. So with each thing, are there ways you could potentially maybe get around it? I'm sure. The point is you want to put as many roadblocks there as possible, as we talked about in in the triggers. But for these behavioral, avoid the, the third is avoid certain places. The fourth is get that accountability software, one or the other. The fifth, get rid of any unprotected devices. Um, the get, get rid of the old laptop. Get rid of the old phone. Get rid of the whatever it may be, the work phone that, that might be a problem. Set some restrictions up on that. Um, 
or, or figure out how you can leave it at work or whatever it may be, just get creative in how you can protect yourself and some of the behavioral things you can do. Um, sixth, I believe sixth, is change the passwords. If your wife has an unprotected device, if you, if, if your parents have an unprotected device, whatever it is, have that conversation may be very, very difficult. Um, but part of us getting out of this is coming clean, which we'll talk about in, in a future episode, but we have to get accountable. We have to come clean with it. And, you know, changing those passwords for open devices, you say, I'd never use somebody else's device. You'd be surprised the lengths you'd go to when you shut down all of your own devices. You may very well end up doing something like that. That's not to put, give you the idea, but that's to say, I don't have my wife's password. I've been on a porn for a long time. I don't have my wife's password to her phone, to her computer. I can't get into those things. I don't even have the password to our TV at home, so I can't, you know, potentially get into an Amazon Fire stick, whatever. Um, Don't want to. I really don't have a desire to. But that's the lengths we have to be willing to go to to protect ourselves and to make sure that we stay sexually pure, even those of us who have have really come out of the addiction. Um, Last is the idea of restrictions on the phone. Set up restrictions. or And, and through the Androids, the Google Play Store, um, the restrictions are through settings on Apple, um, settings, screen time, and then go into content privacy or content restrictions. You can set things up there. Give your wife, give your accountability partner, give an elder in your church, your parents, uh, your, your siblings, something, somebody else, the screen time password. Let them set it where you can't go in. Restrict the App Store. Restrict apps like Twitter and Reddit and Instagram and things that might potentially be a stumbling block. Are you willing to do whatever it takes to get away from those, to, to do the behavioral, to make the behavioral changes uh, necessary in order to come out of this addiction? If you're not, then you have to check your heart. There may be the, well, I've tried everything and it hasn't worked anyway, so what's the point? Don't stop trying because God's seeing that. He sees that you are continually, continually trying. When you give up, I think that's the heart. I don't think God's going to send you to hell for your addiction. I think he... He will judge you harshly if you have given up to that addiction and basically said, well, or given into it and, and given up and said, well, I've tried it all. It doesn't work. I'm just going to continue to do what I do. That's failure. That's that's giving up. Never give up on this. Continue to push for new ways to be better. Like I said, get educated, bounce the eyes, avoid certain places, um, get that accountability software, get rid of unprotected devices, change passwords, set restrictions or, or the Google Play Store, um, get creative on these things. Get creative on how you can shut down certain devices. Whatever it may be, I think it's really important for that to take place, that you you prioritize your sexual purity. What you put in front of your eyes does very much matter. In trauma work, we do something called brain spotting, which is the idea is where you look affects how you feel. And if you if you saw, you know, it, it very much works like EMDR, eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, if, if anybody's, if the listener's familiar with that. Um, but the idea is you track somebody's eye eye movement and you let their emotions get very triggered and activated. And then you zero in on that. And you say, okay, stop your eyes right there. And they focus on a specific spot while they work through and process their trauma. It's because where you look has a huge effect on, on you physically and on you emotionally and mentally. And those things are imprinted for a very long time. And so I'm not saying every time you look at porn, it's imprinted on your mind. I'm not one of those that thinks that it's a Rolodex. I really don't. Um, at the same time, it is something that you may be thinking about later. Um, and there are certain images that will pop up best not to put them there. So when that's the case, you bounce the eyes. When something comes on TV, you know, something you're watching a movie, something comes up, bounce the eyes, look toward somebody in the room. If you're alone, bounce your eyes. This is a matter of integrity. It's not just bouncing your eyes to your wife so she doesn't get mad. It's a matter of integrity. It's a matter of when it's just you and God, 
what are you doing to keep yourself pure? That's really, really important. Um, so with that being the case, um, I think we're going to wrap up this, this episode for the behavioral. This is just a brief one. In future episodes, I've spent the first four going over some fairly basic stuff. I want to dig into more the depth of this addiction. These are the, the first things that I cover with my clients. Really, this is the first session or two where we, we do these things and, and we understand behavioral things that they can do, some behavioral changes that they can make to initially help themselves out. Does this get you out of porn addiction? No. No, it doesn't. But it is a step that helps you get out of porn addiction. So there's a big difference there. If you don't ever take that first step up the mountain, then you're never going to climb the mountain, right? But taking the first few steps doesn't get you to the top. It just starts your way up to the top of the mountain. So um, with that, we're going to wrap this episode up. In the next one, we are going to look at um, getting accountable, what a good accountability partner looks like, what you should look for, how you have the conversation with your accountability partner to be for you, what they need them to be. And for those who are listening that are our accountability partners, what are some things that you need to do to be a better accountability partner? So with that, we're going to wrap up this episode of the Get Out of Porn podcast. Thank you for listening.